What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And CandidCo.com slash HAM for $75 off. Candid's aligners straighten your teeth. By GetRoman.com slash HAM. And by SeatGeek, promo code HAM, 10 bucks off. Now to the segment. Just like the Raiders, Middlecoff, they're dialing it in right now. Derek Carr dialing it in. I don't know, watching the lines, I feel like I'm watching a higher level version of the Chargers for the last decade they play in a lot of these games but Raiders had to go make some plays man a car made some plays defense stood up and here they are we said it was a must-win game and they won it and maybe the best part about it is just Derek is you tweeted this I saw before even thrown that what turned out to be the game-winning touchdown he's just playing really well he's playing incredible guy he is very under control I, how many of the quote-unquote interceptable balls those pretty much for the most part have been non-existent these last three or four weeks the touchdown he threw to Renfro guy that turned out to be the game winner. Do you know what was so incredible about that play? Obviously keeping the ball alive with his legs, and Renfro's a really smart player. But he threw the ball. You can't throw it too much inside because Renfro's momentum's taking him to the uh, to the sideline. You can't throw it too far to the sideline because the momentum might force his feet out of bounds. You have to kind of hit him right in the gut, right? Unless you, because he's so small, you can't have him extend. You might risk throwing him out of the end zone. It was the perfect throw. And he's, and and he's rolling left, so he's throwing across And he's body. rolling left as a right-handed thrower. I, I don't think it, it, people are just going to gloss over it because like, it kind of looks routine because it's not that far away. I, I think that's one of the better plays he's made in years. I, really? I really do. When you factor in what was on the line, he's rolling out full speed. There isn't much margin for error on that throw. Again, like... You see a lot of players fuck that situation up. You might throw it a little high. You might throw it a little left. You can't throw it to where he's not running at. That throw was pristine. That, how about the throw to start that drive? Kind of the lobber to Jalen Richard. Yeah, Richard. 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 Who, who, when he threw it up, did you not go, whoa? I did. <laughs> because the safety was kind of hanging over there, but it was perfect. His accuracy guy, we gave Jimmy a lot of credit on Thursday night because your accurate throws... 
to me, the accurate throws. And you see sometimes this guy makes some great plays. But Matt Stafford also has some very, very inaccurate throws, does he not? Yeah. That are going way too fast. So it's like the guy doesn't even have a chance to catch it. I, I would say the one thing Derek does a lot better job than Stafford is changing speeds. You know, wouldn't you kind of say that Matt Stafford's would be like a closer that only throws a hundred mile an hour fastball? And it looks great when he does it, but sometimes, bro, you gotta mix in like a changeup. Yeah, and the strike zone can move on him sometimes, right? Oh my god. <laughs> um Derek There's was- no disputing like his talent, but it you just watch the two of them. It looks like Derek was a little more under control in big, big spots. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that's well said. He was twenty of thirty one, which is sixty five percent for 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 uh two eighty nine. I just looked up, I was got distracted by the jacket that Pat Mahomes was wearing today. Two touchdowns, no picks. Like what did we talk about the other day? How many touchdowns? If Matt Stafford I think you said this, if Matt Stafford throws three You'd have a chance. It was three and a half was the number. So he threw yeah, three thought, and one pick. So it's kind of we'll call and the pick, pick was call and the two. pick was big, right? Because yeah. it was in the end zone. It what? Well, yeah, that wasn't the worst baby killing of the day. That that right? That's that was Sam Darnold, and they were at like the night where were they were not on the two yard line like the, the Jets were the Lions. But the, yeah, the the Lions I don't even think might not have been in the baby zone. They might have been like twenty five. Uh, yeah, well, I was gonna say like the nineteen, but yeah, they I don't think they're in the baby zone. D- D- well, that's what Derek hasn't killed a baby in weeks. He almost had one, but it would not have been his fault. Which one? Right before the touchdown, Josh Jacobs oh, off, off Jacob's his hands. hands. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to me, Carr at that sixty-five percent, John, for for eleven yards shy of three hundred, Tyreek Hill can run. Two God touchdowns. Damn. <laughs> We're watching the same highlights. That's why when I watch Milkoff's eyes get big, Josh Jacobs goes for one hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns. Like that's they look they looked really good today in a game that they had to have game that they had to have so I what well, I think you sit here right now, they're, now and their offense they're is clearly four. playoff caliber like they have a playoff level offense because they have a 25 million dollar quarterback that's playing that level their defense is terrible and it's just really really bad and they can't ever get stops so like that's ultimately to me the difference of right now why they'll be six or seven wins instead of being nine or ten because their offense is is play, can play with anybody like Matt Stafford statistically, I think he has 19 touchdowns right now, which I think might lead the league, has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And boom, Derek went toe-to-toe with him. It's they just can't get stops. And, you know, I, I did think they were going to lose this game, so I'll give them credit for winning it. They found a way. They really, they were kind of in control. They kind of, I thought they got outplayed in the first half, but Detroit didn't capitalize on it. And then in the second half, they made more plays consistently, and Stafford was just two hit or miss on just big downs, like throwing these fastballs over guys' heads. But if Derek's going to play like that, you're going to be in a lot of games. Now what's kind of crazy is just it's their time to play this Thursday night game. So you're 4-4, four and four, you kind of carry over the momentum, and you go, well, they can build off this definitely. But I think we look probably a little bit differently at the Chargers today that played really well. And that game's now, fuck, I'm 4-4 four and 4-5. Four and four and I mean, it, does mean, it doesn't mean nothing. Because well, the Chiefs, who got a big win today, aren't eight or nine and zero. They are six and three. So the the still the, the division's still interesting in the sense that you know we got three teams, definitely the two fighting for second place. I mean, this is a big game. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, the Chargers, and we'll talk about the Packers from a Niners perspective too. But that game was from a Raider perspective. The Chargers' question is, 
how many points do you have to hold the Chargers to on Thursday night to win? Because uh, their defense looked really good against Green Bay, and they really got well, after was, Aaron Rodgers. Bosa was all over the place. Wasn't Everywhere. It? <laughs> how good are those two right now? It's got to be in their peaks while they're both playing, like the greatest tandem of all time, brother-wise, that are going simultaneously. Like, Because Watt got going, and then he kind of fell apart, and then TJ's kind of come on these last year or two, but they were never like defensive player of the year and like rookie of the year, you know, ever at the same simultaneously. I look up the last couple weeks, and Joey Bosa has made me think, like, yeah, he's better than Nick. And then I'll watch Nick and be like, ah, he might be better than Joey. But they're both, like, Pro Bowl-level guys. I mean, you could argue they're both the best players on their own team. It's pretty incredible. They're both in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. Would you say Bosa feels... Which one? uh, Nick, like a rookie of the year? Like, do you think the two rookies of the year, offense and defense, are going to come out of the Bay Area? That's a good question. Yeah. Because Gardner's fallen off. Yes, he should be replaced in two weeks. If Kyler keeps playing like that, I think historically it's been the quarterback just going to put up some more stats. But are they only going to have like five wins at the end of the year? And if the Raiders have seven or eight and he's been their best player? How many yards you say Jacobs had today? 80? Uh, no, like 120. Sorry. Goddamn. I mean, he's had a bunch. Of, yeah, he's – I mean, he's going to rush for – Yeah, 120. If, I know he was on pace two weeks ago for like 1,300. I mean, give or take that range, which wouldn't you say 12, 1,300 is kind of the new 1,600, 1,700 because they rotate guys so much. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, it's really true. Because when we were growing up, it's like, who was Emmett Smith's backup? Well, he didn't, he just fucking played. Like, he didn't, he just, who was Barry Sand, like the starters. It's kind of like when Michael Jordan and Clyde and all these guys get mad at the young guys. Like, sit out game. What? We just fucking played. You know, it's like Emmett's. Yeah, we didn't have a change of pace back. They just. I was the change of pace. They just told me to run a different route or run a different play. So it's just so different now. Even when I was in the league, the difference between your backup and your starter was a Grand Canyon wide difference, and that was literally in this decade. Now it feels like. Even if you got Saquon, you're like, well, we need a really good backup because we want to keep him fresh. Everyone's so big on that, keeping him fresh, which I'm with you, but I, there were a couple times today, and I get he's young, but you could argue that's the time. Like, It's like, why isn't Jacobs – I mean, I would not – you pull Jacobs out of the game. I was texting people at the game, like, is he injured on the sideline? Like, why do they got Richard in there? And I like Richard, and obviously he had that big catch at the end, but I, I would never take 28 out. I, I give Gruden credit. For fucking ever yanking him out of the game. I mean, I would just want that guy on the field at all times. Because he's liable to break tackles. He's liable to get first downs. He can catch the ball. He's just... He's a stud. I mean, he's he's really fucking good. And, and here's another thing. If you're playing the Raiders, how do you let 83 just always be wide open? Wouldn't you probably keep a hat on that guy? Like, that guy consistently gets pretty open. I think the same thing about Kittle. Like, hey guys... If you watch the Raiders or Niners play, they throw it to the tight end constantly. And those guys are good with the ball in their hands. Like, you might want to follow that guy. This is the type of thing you probably, you know, like the local guy gets mad at the national guy because they're not hammering on it enough. You just know, like, I'm watching Raider games, and now it's at the point any Raider fan would know, like, they're fucking throwing it to 83. And it's the right move because right. he's really, really good. But, but a lot of times, like, God, Waller's wide open again. And then Derek's just hit, blasting him. The other guy who's not bad is the LSU tight end, Hunter Monroe. He makes some plays. He's had a couple nice catches this year. 
Uh, he was supposed to be just be like a blocking tight end. Yeah. What, what Imagine I, if they would have taken Josh Allen. They might have had like the best draft ever. Farrell, hey, uh, Cleveland Furl did get the pressure Why did they on the last play. Like what that? did you think of Gruden calling the timeout? Lions have no timeouts. I'm sure everybody saw it. Rushing up. It's going to be fourth down at like the one and a half or wherever the, wherever the ball was, two-yard line. So they wouldn't be able to spike it. And they... They can't stop it. Now, there's eight seconds, so it's clear they're going to get lined up and get the playoff. Like, that much was clear. He didn't bail them out from not getting the playoff, but he called the timeout. But he called it kind of when they got close to the line, right? Because he gets tackled with 15. They kind of get up there around 12, 10. You're like, well, they're going to get a legit. Obviously, they had multiple play calls. And then, like you said, out of the blue, they're like, timeout. And you realize, well, someone tweeted at me. I don't know if you saw this. Paul Gunther called the timeout. And my response is assistants aren't allowed. The only yeah. people that can call timeouts Was there are players video of that? and coaches. No. I, and then he's like, he, the guy might have made it up. I just think every time you see Groot on the sideline, you think he's mad at somebody else. I just think that's his face. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think it looked like he, it, as if somebody had made a mistake. I just, I think maybe he's mad that we're in the position where we had to call the timeout. Like, maybe he was mad about that. It, it, it just, on the surface, it's an insane move. Because you're bailing out a team that is scrambling a little bit. Unless, now, yeah, it's insane. Like, what if you're scrambling a little bit? Like, they hadn't just every, been on the goal line. Well, every, everyone's scrambling. I'm just, I'm saying, like, it's not like the previous play was at the three-yard line, right? Yeah, but you had, their personnel group is not going to change. So whoever they had on the field, you had your personnel group against that group. So you are matched up personnel-wise. You giving them a timeout just enables them to sit down and go to the drawing board. Now... Once the play happened, you realize they probably overthought it because the the personnel they had on the field, they were going three, four wide and spreading out the field. Then when they come in off the timeout, they're in the jumbo package. What did you think when they lined up? Oh, here comes a play action pass. I didn't think they were going to run it. I thought I thought maybe like a Stafford bootleg, naked, naked nude bootleg. I, yeah. <laughs> what? Who was that, Coughlin? Nakeds and nudes? Yeah, I mean, it was clear something like that was coming. A rollout, a play action. I think the shocking thing would have been run. Do you agree there? I do. Because they had struggled to run. But again, so they come off the timeout, and what the way the signals work, you see who's coming in, and you match the personnel. So the Raiders also got some time to think. And again, this is on Gruden's side. Like, you just got a chance to take a deep breath. I think conventional wisdom goes you would just take your chances kind of freelance, you know, just letting it go, right? Because the offense is ultimately really scrambling. Yeah, I, I, I fundamentally agree. I just, I do think at the end of the day, if you feel like your team's scrambling too, then well, you're that, up a touchdown guy. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, if you feel like your team is a little disheveled, then you're taking a risk by not calling the timeout. I think a greater risk than if you call. I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'm just saying all See, you can I, do is coach your team. If you if you're looking at your team going, I don't think we are prepared for this. But you're up. You're winning. Well, yeah, I understand. But again, if I'm watching my team going, we're not prepared for this. To me, it's different if like it's a tie game or in a situation where you're in control. Like they got to match you. So why don't you just give them the opportunity to be kind of crazy? It doesn't matter yeah, if you're kind of crazy, too. Honestly, the score doesn't change anything for me. I, I, to me, it's as simple as if I'm looking at my guys and I don't think my guys are ready, then I don't hate the timeout. Yeah, I think it's inexcusable, though the result 
worked out for them. Yeah, well, but see, I don't disagree with that. Like, because because you're right. Like, it is inexcusable to be in the position where you're not ready in that moment, and you have to use the timeout. But, That's but why I agree. Not, but you're going to be just the nature of that situation, even if it's Belichick's team. It's going to be a little weird. That's part of that situation, no that time in the game. No, no question. I, you giving them a timeout is just you're giving them, you're helping them out. Now, ultimately, it's on them to call a play or whatever, but they don't have time to really sit down and think about it unless sure. your complete logic is we're basically freezing them, hoping they overthink it. That that if that was their logic, I'd be like, maybe I guess. No, but see, I, don't I hate think that. that. Logic. I'm not with. It. I'm but just that's 100 percent not their logic. They they yeah. just did it because like you, you, it's okay to be. Everyone's discombobulated. Just take your chances. Well, again, though, it's like who do I who do I trust more in that situation that's discombobulated? Our defense or their offense? Their for me, it's the, I trust their offense more. In that situation, if we're talking about more, who's more discombobulated? Because the Raiders' well, defense you know, was struggling to make plays when they were prepared. Yeah, well, no matter what, timeout or no timeout, your defense is going to be at the disadvantage, right? Because their their offense is better than your defense. But you give them time to think when they're already kind of all fucked up. Maybe that they're not they don't have the luxury because you don't have a timeout to call the quote unquote preferred play in that situation. You just you got, I'm not to me, defend- you got lucky yeah. with the play call. I, you know, no, I, mean, I agree. Just, I'm not defending. I, I get what you're saying. saying. I, I just to I, me, would, there are, I don't think it's I th- I don't think it's okay to do. There that. are degrees here where at the end, if you think your team's not ready, then not calling the timeout because you're also helping them, I think is is a potentially a greater risk. But when and part of the call on the timeout there, I would imagine is and maybe he said something in the post game is guys are gassed so you don't have a choice plus if you think could be but didn't it feel like the timeout was like 10 seconds <laughs> well yeah but i'm saying i'm just talking like they've just been gassed from that drive yeah yeah no 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 I, I follow drive, and they've been getting worked in the second half now part of it is do you want to get a timeout to kind of talk about the situation that if they do score the two point or two cuz do you think they go for two if they score there? It's interesting. We were texting about it. I, I mean, it feels to me like a Belichick coach would do it. But he's on his own little kind of clock. <laughs> I uh, I also think if you're them, you just drove the field. Now, the Raiders just did it to you. But you're feeling like, look, we can tie it up. We'll get the ball. We can drive the field on these guys again. But I think they you're just at did the two-yard line, 50-50 spot. You just yeah. drove the field with ease. Well, I mean, why not go for it? Right. I don't I mean, know. I'll, I, I, Patricia's a wild card. I, I think he's one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Like, he has nothing to do with the offense, and their defense is atrocious. Uh, and he's been bad forever. And, like, it's pretty clear, like, he, you get him out these last couple of years, New England's defenses look completely different. I just – I don't trust Patricia in overtime. And I actually am inclined to think that he would kick the field goal. That would be my guess, that he would have kicked the field goal there and just played overtime. Because that just seems like what his style is. I um, I think you're probably right. But we've talked about this for years, and there's something, too. Like, the, all of overtime, you're just going to be trying to get to that spot that you're in. But but I never understand, like, uh, what was I? What was the game? Tampa, they score late in their game. They're on the road. They're already, what, 2-5 and five or 2-6. and six. I get fucked up with the records now because some teams have had by, some teams hadn't. And Bruce Arians, is, is the Bucks kicker or the Utah kid? Is it yeah. Guy or something? Yeah, Matt What's Gay. What's his last name? Matt Gay. Matt Gay. That 
you know, you'd think Arians, nothing to lose. Like, it's clear they're not making the playoffs or anything. You're on the road. You got a kind of a young, you know, team that's just whatever. Just get some positive momentum. Go for two in that situation. You have great offensive players, and he kicks the fucking field goal, and they go to overtime and lose. So I. Like, I don't necessarily think there's a rhyme or reason to all these coaches. I know all these analytic guys on Twitter think it's like some... They're using the... I, I don't think any coaches, for the most part, are using anything. They're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants what they feel on that given moment. I don't know where you stand on that, but I think that... Well, some, no, I, I think where they're using the charts is when you're when it's, when it's the scores are wider margin. I agree. Like, when it's that... Like That's when they're using the charts. For sure. Yeah, but yeah. I... But on like when to go for it on two pointers and not, I think they're all kind of winging it, don't you? Well, I'm saying I think they're you, when to go for it on two pointers is to me it's they're doing it when it's like three score games. When I'm it's, talking, I'm when talking about that, the end, I'm talking yeah. about at the end of the games when they choose like well, this guy's going for the win or this guy's playing for overtime. I think he's just kind of gut whatever he feels like well, at the moment. But how many charts could there be on that? Right? It's like there's either it's uh, the percentage, whatever the percentage is, is the percentage. This is. What a two it's point a fifty fifty choice, and if you go to overtime, it's whatever the percentage yeah, is, right? Yeah. So like you're the right. percentage, it's, if you're down eleven, you're like, well, you need to get this two now or whatever. Like, yeah, there's certain number points in the second half that you just have to hit with two pointers or not, right? Like it, it, it's like you said, if you're down fifteen, they argue go for the two on the first ch- shot, you know, and then you can force your way, I guess, on the second shot, even though that would only be fourteen. I don't know. I mean, there are situations that clearly add up to it on the bigger margins, for sure. The Raiders were not going to be denied, John. If they had gone for two, the Raiders would have got to stop. I'm confident. And maybe that's why they called two, though, to like just tell their guys. like. But again, if they score, you do have you 40 have seconds yeah. between. Yeah, you got a little time. Aren't all scoring plays reviewable, too? So I guess depending on how the touchdown happened, they would review it, maybe. You're right, though. It was a very, very entertaining game. So, uh, Colts are 5-3. and three. T.Y.'s out, I think, two more weeks. He was out today. He's out two more weeks. Uh, Steelers are 4-4. Four and four. Raiders are 4-4. Four and four. Jags are hitting their bye after a disastrous offensive performance in London. Shocker. They're 4-5. and five. Um, Chargers 4-5. and five. I can't believe the Bills are 6-2, and two, but they are. <laughs> They've had a pretty easy schedule. So, they're in good shape, man. And now, char- yeah, Thursday night football, like you said. Big test. Another big test. But the, but the Raiders, the one thing you'll say, they've had some impressive wins. They've had some impressive wins. So we I want. thought today, I thought today was an impressive win. Yeah, I give them that. Like, I don't think today was. I actually think the Lions are decent, and the thing that gets interesting now, they would rather have because Houston beat them. They want Houston to win the division, right? And they'll take their chance on the tiebreaker against Indy because they beat them head to head. So they wouldn't like they wouldn't mind Indy coming back to earth a little bit, and just hope, you know. Uh, Houston wins the division because that's where when we were talking about that Houston game last week where it was big they would have had tiebreakers over both those two teams and doesn't it feel like both those two teams are going to be right around 9-10 kind of ish like I watched the Texans this morning the quarterback's just incredible but their team is not very good I mean they are depending on and again he looks good did you see the Carlos Hyde fumble no where he's just what time was off that? Like a, it was late in the game. Oh, okay. I have no he, excuse. He, he busts off like a 60-yard run to basically just to end it. 
and he's about to score. And the DB comes in right at like the half yard line and hits the ball out. They fall on it in the end zone touchback. Was he like on, he was, it was Don Beebe He style? was off to the races. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, no, he was holding it. It was, it was a better was play. Was he slowing by down or he was just running? No, I mean, the DB was just hauling ass. Okay. I mean, the DB, it was a corner and he was running and he, you see him close his fist and just get a perfect swing. Perfect time too, because he's like a half yard off. You don't get credit for those 60, 50 yards, do you, as a running back? Or do you? I think you do. You get credit for the run. I think so, yeah. I've never. I've always wondered. I've wondered that the last couple of years. I don't know. Yeah, I've always if it's a catch, you, you did not. I've always assumed you did not. If it's a catch, think about it. See, I didn't. I've never even thought about it until this very second. But if it's a catch, you would have. You'd get a reception. Right? Let me see. Yeah, you're right. He, he got credit for 58 yards. So if it's a catch, you do get credit for reception in the yards. Because it's a fumble. I've it's just been thinking about that recently. I'm like, do I even know football rules? <laughs> yeah. I guess the, the catch for sure. I just wonder that about running. Because part of being a running back, get the yards, you have to you like end the ball. Like you caught the ball. Right. Then you run around and you get it fumbled, whatever. But the run, you get a 60-yard run and then you fumble and you lose it. But that's the point, right? Is you can't fumble it unless you've had it. So you had to have had it. And then it's like, well, you did something with it. What'd you do with it? It's got I know, like, but your team no longer has the ball. I've always understood, just, but it, I'm just saying, like, we have to be able e- it's been an ease thought of mine for the last like month, and I'm like I- I've been I've been insecure about asking it on Twitter. Like, <laughs> are you an idiot? But I- I've just really thought about this guy and I-, I don't necessarily know. I think when you get into the weeds with something like that, pun intended, you just have to reverse engineer it. You're right. It's like Everything that happens in the game has to be accounted for after the game. So when you, so if I get forty yards, the ball did move forty yards. Even if yes. I fumble and lose it right there, someone then got it right there. That right. that play happened. Yeah, if the ball's at midfield, you can't have a eighty-yard fumble return with no explanation for how the ball got thirty yards the other way. Because like at the end of the game, if you have four hundred twenty yards on offense, just because you fumbled those multiple plays, you don't have to subtract the seventy yards of long plays that turned into fumbles, right? But you do subtract shacks, but that right. makes sense because it's negative yardage. But I, I hate that sometimes because it doesn't tell the whole it doesn't tell the whole story of the run game. Well, it is kind of bullshit that a sack, which is on a pass, has negative implications on the run game. If you have a game right where you get sacked six or seven times and lose a total of forty yards, but you have a running back that runs for ninety five yards, another guy that runs for forty yards, you're well above hundred. But the negative yards bring you back closer to 100. You're like, we actually ran for 137 yards and controlled the clock. Even kneel downs. Those should be defensive indifference level plays. You know, like offensive indifference minus a yard, but doesn't actually count against your run. They need to find a way to get it to football like what the baseball does for the walk. Like, it's just not accounted for, but it kind of is because you do get credit for it on your OBP, but it's not an out, but it's not a hit. You know, it's just a zero. I think they should do something like that with... Well, it's a plate appearance, but not in a bat. Is that what you mean? You need, like, a, another well, category? Well, I just, I just mean, like, you don't get... It's a plate appearance, but, yeah, you're like it doesn't hurt your your batting average or anything, but you get on-base percentage credit for it. But, but you're you saying the get, reverse. You shouldn't get yards for plays that end in fumbles. Well, no. I, I thought it more like a... Uh, I, I'm trying to think of the situation that I was thinking for. Like a receiver... The one thing that's been bothering me is, and it's hard now because it would fuck with the historical stats, but they need to find a way, and this is like in in the weed stats, if Carr hits Darren Waller over the middle and he has to stretch out and it goes through his hands and it lands in whoever Detroit safeties is hands, like is that pick 
on yeah it should just be like a zero zero and like no pick or maybe there should be a separate category of like receiver caused interceptions hmm. you know because not all picks are the same like you see some pick sixes like Hoyer threw today it's just a pick six a pick six and there are a large majority of just interceptions that are just not necessarily the quarterback's fault but how do you account for quarterback run uh you know now with the issue is like running back was supposed to keep running or receiver was supposed to keep running well, that's, sat that's down where gets, that's where it gets difficult too so we can it's, only deal with what but but yeah I, i'm with you that's, that's, that's why where the pff i think a lot of people throw red flags like how do you really know what's going on right did you but, did you ever read the prog marate article about uh ticking i haven't yet dan brown Dan Brown, really good. Yeah, okay. He just tried to create PFF before PFF. And I think people always... I know I question PFF, and they fucking argue it relentlessly. How do you know what the motherfucker was supposed to do? Whether it was the guard, whether it was the slot receiver. You can take a very, very educated guess, but you don't truly know unless that coach gives you the play sheet. That's why like a guy like yeah. Zimmer hates it. Because right. he goes, you have no clue what I'm calling. Well, that's so even I've, if it looks like the guy did the right thing, he actually might have done the wrong thing, and that's where coaches would say, yeah, it's a great play, but we actually give him a negative, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I mean, the, I but but I do think there are things like, it, you know, uh, we adjusted completion percentages for guys. Well, and that's the type of shit where I love it, yeah. you know? Or the I think a good one on the quarterbacks is, well, if you had a season where you throw seven interceptable balls, and that's where I give Carr credit this year, I think he has four interceptions. Uh, now, obviously, he has some fumbles. But I don't – beside – there was one in the Houston game. How many balls does he have that, like, went through DB's hands? And there was a year, I think, remember when people would argue, well, he did throw a lot of interceptable passes. And it's like, yeah. well, if you throw 15 of those on a year and one year you throw two or three, like, that's a huge difference. Like, there is some element of baseball, quote-unquote, the luck, right? Eventually, balls are going to fall in play. Like, eventually, Mr. Bisky's balls are going to hit – the DB's going to catch it, right? <laughs> he, well, he, should be, he shouldn't be throwing many passes more. Um, all right. That's a great part, about, I would say, though, about football is we're, like, even if you do get a little advanced, like, that's not that – like, everyone could understand that, like, interceptable balls. Like, I, I understand what that yeah, means. Yeah, right? totally. Yep. It's pretty surface-level, you know, uh, deep number dive. What's The name explains what it is. Yeah, interceptable That's the problem with, ba- with, I think, some people with baseball stats. It's like, I don't – what does the name mean? Well, it I just means th- we've adjusted for ballpark <laughs> and league average. It's like, oh, interceptable ball rate or whatever we call it. It's like, oh, I, yeah, I, I don't even – I don't even know anything to know what that is. I would also say, like, in football, a lot of people can recite, well – Remember the time when Kaepernick threw that near interception? Or remember the time that fucking Brady should have been picked out? Like, people do remember those plays. No one ever, unless it's like game seven of the World Series. Remember that play in uh, first game, wild card round? The ball should have fallen in, but it just hit right of the... It's just different because there's so many more ABs and yeah. pitches. That's why you need the numbers in that sport. Well, you I need know. the stats more. That's why Farhan says time to dominate. Uh, all right. So from Derek Carr, who's playing really well to a team that's in really good shape, Niners didn't play this weekend, played on Thursday, and uh, Seahawks won, although they were they were down, what, 21-7? to Packers had a really weird, like, you, you called it a clunker. I mean, it really was. Well, I, I did watch and just wonder about them, though. Was it a clunker? Do they have some problems up front? What was the stat you gave me, like, heading into the fourth? They had... 
Yeah, at one point they had four first punts and five, four first downs and five punts at one point in the game. Is that a good ratio? For the for the Chargers defense, it was. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.